This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Happy holidays. That's not the voice of Carmen DeFalco. It's Randy Merkin filling in for Carmen DeFalco, who's on a much-needed break. And, of course, I'm always joined by Mike North. Mike, happy holidays, buddy. I've been on a break for 30 years. How the hell is everybody? Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Hanukkah to my good and dear friend, Randy Merkin, and to Carmen, who's on a much-deserved break, like we say. But, man, picking up the mantle. My guy, the Mercs, who went three and two last week, he just had enough. I uh, end up going two and one. I mean, excuse me, three and one. Uh, Carmen had a win. We we did well, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, a seven and five week. So uh, we're ready to go. It's a special edition. We got some bowl games. We got. We'll probably talk NFL, but that's going to be a tough handicap this week, Randy, because of all the weather uh, situations. You're right, Mike. And uh, you know, of course, we're always uh, the presenting sponsor is Prop Swap, and we'll talk. Oh, I love Luke. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy coming up, and also Jim Miller from Hawthorne. And yep. you know, Mike, um, you're a longtime guy. Long-time long guy. guy. That's a, I'd rather be known as that than these other labels like Senior Citizen. There you go. Long-time guy. I like ha, that. Have you, what, what's the coldest game you've attended or covered? Because this mm-hmm. Saturday mm-hmm. at the Lakefront, Bears and Bills oh. is going to be brutal. All right, I'll tell you exactly that. 1963, my Uncle Joe and my Uncle Leo, who he's still with us. I say hi to him. Uh, took hi, Leo. The, uh, to a nine, I was a nine-year-old. We went to Wrigley Field. We saw the Bears play the Giants in the championship game. Um, I was I was dressed, I thought adequately, but I wasn't. And we sat second to last row um, behind the end zone, which is like uh, the first base side, uh, all the way up. And the wind came howling off Lake Michigan. I've never forgotten that day. And I've been to a lot of cold bear games. That one takes the cake. Yes, and and how enjoyable was it? Were you miserable? It wasn't. Okay, I was a miser. I loved the Bears. I mean Ditka, Johnny Morris. I mean all Eddie O. I mean I ended up working with them thirty uh, later on, which was a miracle in itself. But it, it, I was miserable as a, uh, watching that game. Uh, my feet froze off. I didn't have the right uh, shoes and all that. And everybody was freezing. It's I probably it's the coldest I've ever been. You know, and and we Mike as Bears fans all know that this bear weather. Junk is no no longer exists, and I right. I'm, I remember when you know I think it was a couple of years after they won the Super Bowl, and mm-hmm. the 49ers, Joe Montana right. came in here with Jerry Rice, and mm-hmm. I think they beat him 28 to three. It sure. was a brutal day. So, and other teams have come in and have destroyed the Bears at the home Red as well. Redskins, I mean, that, right. it was always puzzling. Bear weather, well, the Redskins played in bad weather also. Hey, it was better teams. We got that one year under our belt. We never, we almost came close a couple times. Uh, but I almost think the Chicago Bear teams of that, of that era almost bought into it. Like, we can maybe take the pedal off a little bit because they're going to come here and they're going to, you know, be cold. No way. I mean, nobody likes cold weather to begin with. If you ask Jim McMahon, he would have rather played, like, his best game, I think, ever as a pro in the uh, in the Metrodome, in, inside, where uh, all, all his passes were more precise. Mike, how, how do you handicap a game like this, Bears and Bills? Because, 
you know, uh, the Bears are missing some key players, sure. obviously. And they'll get some back. They'll get some back. But, uh, you know, it's 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 now running out a great offense. They hung with the Eagles. They covered last week. Yeah, I got that game good. Well, uh, a bonus pick. Nine and a half this week is the point mm-hmm. spread. Uh, Bears are underdogs at home again. Um, and, and what's in – let me ask you, first of all, how, how do you handicap a game like this? You can't. I mean, it's really tough because of the weather situation. We don't know what it's going to be. We're going to get hit hard here from what I understand Thursday and Friday. Now, usually it's not the cold weather that bothers you. What it is is the wind. Now, I think that you play into the Bears' hands except for one thing. They're playing a guy that's bigger and as good a runner at times than Justin Field. So I think it's going to be a ground fest. I think that uh, the Buffalo Bills should prevail uh, as far as the point spread's concerned, but I'm staying away from this game because of the unpredictability of the, of the climate. And, Mike, you know, you, you've obviously, uh, you're a legend in this industry. You've covered well, thanks, for many years you were on the air uh, right. doing great things. Um, I have a, a weird question for you because, you know, people keep wanting the Bears to lose to get a better uh, draft position. But if the Bears lo- if the Bears lose out, Mike, that's ten in a row to finish the season. Does that affect a team? Like absolutely. I mean, I don't care what anybody says. I I think Justin Fields has been killing himself. It's hey, he's not going to last four years if he keeps playing like he's playing. So you know, times of the essence. I mean, he got hurt last week. He was dinged up. He's a tough kid. But he's already experiencing a lot of tough hits. I think they need a win. I don't care about the draft pick. Who are we going to take? I have no idea. And if we take him, who knows if it's going to succeed? A bottom line is if you're playing for a draft pick and you got 53 guys on the team, I mean, it's it's scary. I know we got stuff under the cap and everything else. I think we're going to get healthy through free agency before we get healthy through the draft. But they need a win. I think Justin Field needs a win. And I think a come-from-behind win is something that he needs. Okay, we'll talk more about uh, the Bears and the Bills coming up. Um, yep. Mike, uh, last week, uh, uh, Jalen Hurts uh, had a good game. He had a yep. couple rushing touchdowns, uh, was throwing the ball all over the field to his wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he dinged up his shoulder. The only time the Bears hit him, I think it felt like. They didn't hit him very much in that no. game. Uh, and he's questionable. We don't, I'm not 100% sure if he's going to play this week, uh, Saturday, against the Cowboys. But, Mike, he goes from the prohibitive favor for the MVP at maybe like minus 140 to now the second favorite at, like, plus 400, all because of his uncertainty of playing this week. And Patrick Mahomes is now minus 300 to win the MVP. Uh, regardless, plays or not plays, do you, do you think Patrick Mahomes is probably the best the best player and should, should win the MVP this year? I would take him over Hurts right now. And that's nothing against him, but you know what? He, he's hurting if he misses a game or two. Uh, that could that's going to be a problem, especially since Mahomes playing so well. But I hearken back to what you said last week, which was hurtful to me. But yes. I, I take it in because you're very <laughs> tough on me. You you make me walk a, a, a straight line. You said to me about something. I think it was the coach of the year. Yes, and I, I'm walking that back a little bit because <laughs> of course you got to walk it back because you know what? I'm going to give everybody other examples too. Um, uh, we were talking, Randy and I, last week, and BB goes, what's the matter? I go, nothing. Randy cornered me, and I couldn't get out of this. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, Detroit wins. Philly barely gets by the Bears. I thought they played okay. And you see Campbell now, and I hear people saying that Detroit might be the most dangerous team in the NFC wildcard t- uh, game. So, you know, you look at that. Also, Micah Parsons was about yes. a month and a half ago, yep. an overwhelming favorite. Now it's the kid, Bosa, from San Francisco, who probably does deserve to win it. And, and, and you got other situations. There's games still left to be played, so I think it's tough 
to jump the gun right now. Uh, you just got to hope things fall into place if you have futures. But, man, it's changed over the last month in a lot of categories. Uh, you're listening to The Odds Couple, presented by Props Up. Randy Merkin in for Carmen DeFalco, of course, with Mike North. And, Mike, you brought it up, and I, I was going to give you props, as usual. Uh, you were right. I was wrong. Um, Nick Sirianni is only minus 150 right, right. now. And Dan Campbell plus two fifty, so that's that's a pretty good bet, Mike. If you that's, if you, right? we told everybody to buy it last week, uh, before the game here on the Odds Couple. We we give advice. We we're not you know we're financial investors. We try to help you. Got beat the inflation thing. I think at twelve to one last week he was a good buy, and I knew that the Bears with the buy were going to give Sirianni. A, I mean Justin Fields is a handful. That's what he is. He's a different type of quarterback. He's more running back, 96 yards, puts things into chaos, hits a couple open passes. The next thing you know, they're in trouble. And now you're losing uh, Hurts for maybe a game or two. Who knows? I mean, do you risk it? I mean, I don't know. So right now, Campbell looks good. Uh, To me, nothing's ever for sure in the National Football League. And right now, that coach of the year thing is up in the air. You know, Mike, Yurko said something to me uh, when we were planning a show this week. He said there's six teams right now that can win a, the Super Bowl. Um, the Chiefs, uh, the Bills, mm-hmm. the 49ers, the Eagles. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on the other two. It's but okay. But do you think right now that the Eagles and the Chiefs, if you, okay, if you were to pick one team in Did each conference. Did you have the 49ers? I did have the 49ers, yeah. the 49ers, That's the team I'm getting at. 49ers. Yeah. Nick Bosa, probably the defensive player of the year. Do Absolutely. you think the 49ers at probably 5 or 6-1 to one right now are a good bet to win the NFC? Yes. If Purdy continues to play the way that he's playing, Garoppolo was a bad break for them. I love them as uh, overall. I think if, if Garoppolo plays, I think they're better than Philly especially now with the injury. But now you lost Hurts for a while, or you may, he may play. Who knows what's going to happen? They seem very tentative about him, and I don't know if you risk the season. That being said, um, I, I, if this Purdy kid keeps playing like he's playing, they got a good enough defense. I've heard people try to compare it to the 85 pair defense. Stop it. But they're very good at what they do. Uh I think San Francisco still could come out of that uh, out of that conference, out of the NFC. The other team uh, he he was talking about was the Cincinnati Bengals, who are oh, just on a heater of all absolutely. heaters right now. Well, and, well, you got a winner at quarterback. Yeah, Joe Burrow has just been sensational. Yeah, he is. Uh, you know who else is sensational? That's Luke Pergandy, and he's oh. going to join us next from PropSwap. You've got the odds couple on ESPN 1000. This is the odds couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike Norris. On ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco. The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. Happy holidays. Randy Merkin in for Carmen DeFalco along with Mike North. And of course, we are always presented by PropSwap. And it is our pleasure from PropSwap to bring in one of the owners, the founders, all-around great guy, Luke Pergandy. Luke, happy holidays, buddy. Oh, happy holidays. What's up, guys? Happy holidays. Thanks, Luke. Happy well, holidays to you and PropSwap, man. Well, Luke, uh, it's been another great year for PropSwap. Uh, congratulations. Yep. Uh, things just keep getting better and better for you guys. But And you know who things keep getting better and better for, Luke? And that is the Ohio State Buckeyes, who snuck into the, the playoff, and they have got a tough matchup 
against Georgia. How volatile are tickets right now for the Ohio State Buckeyes on PropSwap? Yeah, so we have, I'm looking right now, we have a ticket on them at odds of plus 405 to win the championship. Um, meanwhile, the best price in the country is plus 360. Uh, that's at FanDuel. So this ticket should sell now. Um, they And again, you can submit a bid on it. Even, even the buy it now price is the best price in the country at plus 405. But of course, you can submit a bid if you say, hey, I pay plus 450. You can do that on PropSwap, but this ticket should sell today, so that's a great price. Yeah, we don't know what's ever going to happen. That's why PropSwap is great for the futures. My dream is uh, for the Big Ten to be represented in the finals. I don't know if that's going to happen, but, boy, that would be a bounce back from all the SEC talk we've heard over the last decade. But I'll tell you what, Luke, things change, I explained to – Uh, Randy, at the beginning of the show, about what we talked about last week. First of all, Micah Parsons, two months ago, was an overwhelming favorite to win Defensive Player of the Year. That's Mike going out the window with Bosa. But all of a sudden, and this is why I told people to buy buy it, prop swap, do what you got to do. The Detroit Lion coach seems to have gained some ground, while the Philadelphia Eagle coach, now with the injury of Hurts, seems to have taken a step back. Have you seen already some activity on the Philadelphia Eagle card carriers, or are they sticking with their guys? Yeah, no, it's funny you say that. I mean, we talked about um, Dan Campbell last week to win coach of the year, so he's now down to plus 250. Is that nice? It's Dan Campbell. He was he was 12 to 1 last week when he had this conversation. He was you could have found him at 100 to 1. That's right. In um in late October cuz they just looked so bad at the beginning of the season. It's completely tail of two halves of the season for the Lions. They've looked amazing the last month and a half. So that's super up and down um you know, coach with Dan Campbell's win coach of the year. So I hope people grabbed him at long odds. We were selling him on cross up at really long odds. That's right. And like I said, you know, he's down to really low single digits at plus 250. So really um, perfect prop swap story for him. And Sirianni is minus 150. You know, I think, um, I, I don't know if they're going to blame the coach for Jalen Hurts going down. There's, there's talks that Jalen still might play this weekend. So I know. I, I, I doubt he will, but like, you know, it's, it's possible. So, um, yeah, so if you have a long shot, Dan Campbell, they could get that thing posted. He has been a very volatile, um, you know, option on the secondary market. Uh, Luke, what about MVP race? Because uh, because of the injury or the, the questionable status of Jalen Hurts, uh, Patrick Mahomes now has become your yeah. favorite. Have you had a lot of movement with uh, with Mahomes and maybe even like a guy like Joe Burrow who's just playing so so fantastic down the stretch? Yeah, no, we have. We definitely have. So uh, Jalen was minus 150 on Sunday morning before our Bears game. And then post the game, when the injury news came out, he moved to 5-1. to one. Um, Mahomes is minus 300. I'd still, you know, first of all, if you can sell any bet at minus 300 odds, like you do that. So if anyone has a Mahomes ticket and they're trying to get out of it at minus 300, that's a great price to get out of it at. You're leaving very few dollars on the table. By locking in that price, but I'd still throw a couple bucks on Jalen. At you know, if you can find him at five to one on props up, which is what we have. Yeah, we've got one five to one ticket, another four to one ticket on Jalen. I'd still throw a couple bucks on him. And again, like you know, where do you, where does Joe Burrow play into this? So, um, you know, definitely we have options all over the map for MVP race. But I'd still shade a little bit if I can get six x my money, five x my money on Hertz. I would take him still. Uh, Luke, real quickly, back back to the college football playoff. Uh, I know firsthand my brother is a Michigan fan, and he's crazy Michigan fan. 
how, how popular have tickets for the Wolverines been on PropSwap? Yeah, very. The, the most popular team this year, for sure. Georgia just has been the favorite the entire season, so they'll make a ton of sense to use PropSwap when you literally open at like 2-1 to one odds and then you know, are minus 130 going into this thing. So not a ton of uh, gains to be capitalized on there. But Michigan, Michigan was 50 to one, you know, at a point this season. So they're now down to three to one. Michigan has definitely been the most popular team to buy and sell on Prosum. And I get it. I mean, I think I think they win the first game, whether, whether they win at all and uh, have to beat either Georgia or Ohio State. That's going to be tough. But I, I think they should be TCU. Uh, before we let you go, Luke, any messages to our great fans on – what has been another great year for Prop Swaps? Tremendous growth for you guys. Yeah, I mean, again, this this happens every year. You know, the Philadelphia Phillies would have been the biggest long shot in baseball history to win a World Series, and you know they go up one zero, and you could have sold those tickets for a ton of money on Prop Swap. It just seems like every year a team gets really, really close, uh, and then you know gives it up to to the favorite. So um, that's kind of the story of the year, and and of course the Boston Celtics who. Um, went to the NBA Finals in June. They were 100 to 1 odds as well. Also, I believe, would have been the biggest long shot to win an NBA Finals uh, since we've been tracking it, since like the early 80s. I believe they started tracking this stuff. So, again, like both, if you sold a Celtics ticket and a Phillies ticket, like you and Carm did on PropSwap, you made a ton of cash and we, we couldn't be more excited for you. Well, we appreciate our partnership with you, Luke. Um, great, great working with you. Happy holidays, and we'll talk to you next week before the end of the new year. Thanks, Mark, and bye, Mike. Happy holidays. See you later, buddy. Happy holidays. That's the great Luke Pergandy. And, Mike, you know, uh, we were just— I think Michigan can win it all. You do? Well, I don't like—you know well, the let's, only let's, reason? Let's go, let's go there, Mike. Why, why, right, why, I'll why, tell you why. Yeah. Well, first of all, because of Scott. Okay, right. right. I, I'm a fan. Okay, thank you. I read him. Uh, and then his brother. <laughs> Jeff. We'll hear from Scott. No, you. Oh, okay. If, you know, even though Mertz left Wisconsin, we'll talk about that some right, other time. Right, right. I just think the way they abused Ohio State at home, at Ohio State, yep. is a telltale sign to me. Harbaugh knows how to win at every level, and it's going to be running. When you run for 400 yards against Ohio State, I don't care what kind of team they are. They're still a formidable team. I don't know if they snuck in because other things worked out for them, but if they did, I don't think they're going to win, but... It still was a very good team, and Michigan made them look like the worst team in football that day. Especially the second half, right? Because yes. I think Ohio beat State the, had the lead at halftime. Beat like a red mule. And, you know, Jim Harbaugh, Mike, he just outcoached yeah. Brian Day in the second half. They made him look horrible. Right, right. Ohio State's offense was terrible. Right. Uh, you, you brought up you think Michigan's going to go to the championship game. Yeah. So let me ask you about that game then, yeah. Mike. Um, that's the first of two games on December 31st, uh, and Michigan right now is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. You can get TCU in the money line at plus 250. Obviously, you think Michigan's going to win, but do you think they're going to cover? Well, first of all, if TCU wins, I'll be happy for college football, okay? Because that's going to legitimize what I've been saying for years and what people have wanted, more teams included, because they could have been edged out again, no matter what. Had they lost the game, or what, you know, it could have hurt them. They they lose that game, it could have hurt them. Kansas State, whatever. Um, but I think I think I'm I'm going to lean on Michigan all the way through. I, I Georgia's good. I like their quarterback. He's a, he's like 40 years old now. Um, but I I like Michigan. I do. They impressed me out, out of all the teams I've seen this year. 
Because, you know, Georgia plays in the SEC, whereas a couple other good teams. I don't think the SEC, from top to bottom, is as tough as the Big Ten. Sorry, I don't. Uh, do, do you think maybe another year uh, with this his team, Jim Harbaugh, finally has a team he wants? Yep. Like last year they made it and Georgia embarrassed them, right? Again, right, and the they never, even though they got in, they never impressed me. Right. Yep. You know, yep. they never impressed me. Okay, Michigan's in. Okay, they're going to get killed. I don't think I don't think you can say that this year. I, you know, Mike, I would agree with you. Outside of the Illinois game, which was up and you know up and down the whole game, um, I actually still think Michigan would have made the semifinals even if they lost that game because they would have beaten Ohio State and then won. It the, still would have been right. a, a tougher case for them. Um, all right, well, the other game real quickly here, Mike, yeah. uh, is Ohio State and Georgia. We mentioned Ohio State. Snuck in. They're six-and-a-half-point yeah. dogs. Oh, snuck in. I love it. You're a Wisconsin guy. <laughs> well, they yeah. did. They didn't they, even play for their conference championship. I so. agree with you. I they should get, The conference championship should mean something, and it doesn't. And that's what's wrong right now with the, with the setup anyway. But it won't matter anymore. The conference championships will be illegitimate once they go to 12 teams anyway. You know, you're going to right. take more than one team. So um, I like Georgia. Come on. But I like Michigan to to give Georgia everything they got, man. I got I I got to see what the final number is going to be. But those are the two teams I have. When I'll be happy if it's Ohio State and Michigan, but I don't think it's going to be. I just want one in. I, the last thing I want is for both teams to lose. I'm a right. Big Ten guy. They used to call me Big Ten Mike back Big, in the day. Really? Oh, when I worked at Northwestern at the I had a hot dog uh, stand inside the stadium in '69, '70, '71. Yeah. Big Ten might they used to come in, but when I took three L's to get there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, hardest place to get to. What, what's the hardest? If you live in the city. Is Northwestern? Yeah. Really? Oh, see. I got to take the L. I got to get on a bus. Okay. crazy. All right. I just I just take Sheridan Road and of I'm there. Of course you did. Yeah. I know, but you lived on the other side. That's true. Yeah. That's true. We I, lived on this side. When we come back, Mike, let's get into <laughs> yeah. a couple more college bowl gotcha. games. And then we've got a great NFL slate this week as... Uh, as you mentioned, the weather's going to be a huge factor. But let's get into all that. We're the Odds Couple presented by Props Up, and we'll be right back. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to the Odds Couple. ESPN 1000, and now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. We're back on the Odds Couple. Randy Merkin in for Carmen DeFalco. Of course, we are always presented by Prop Swap. Mike North alongside. And we just kind of broke down the semifinals to get to the national championship game. But there is a lot, a lot of bowl games yeah. left. I haven't seen many people at these bowl games so far. But Oh, my God. It's been kind the of The one at Benway, there was like seven people. One guy shot a flare-up. It was crazy. There's nobody at these games, but they, see, they're made for TV. Right. They get a sponsor, make some money, and then, you know, one of the networks picks them up. Uh, yeah, I love it. Yeah. It's a shut-in. And you know, Mike, you know, the toughest thing to bet these bowl games right now, or if you're in a bowl pool, is that no one plays anymore, right? I mean, especially anyone who's yep. got any chance to play at the next level, they're not going to risk injury. So, but I've I, heard I of a guy him. that transferred already, but he's playing with his current team. Really? Yep. That's interesting. I mean, he's transferred. He's in the transfer portal. Right. He's leaving, mm-hmm. but he's not officially gone. Okay. And he, and he's going to play for his team. 
It's uh, crazy. It is crazy. And there, I want to get, uh, before we get to the NFL slate, Mike, there's a couple yeah. more college games I wanted to pick your brain I on. I love a couple more college games <laughs> because they're all over the place. All right, Notre Dame, South Carolina. Notre Dame's quarterback is gone. He's transferring. Uh, they are still a two-and-a-half-point favor over South Carolina, who's coming off a very impressive win over Clemson, knocking them out of playing for the national championship this year. Uh, what side are you on in this game, Mike? I'm leaning South Carolina, of course. Uh, I always think of a good friend, a good guy, who I did a couple appearances with, Lou Holtz, who coached both teams. Yes. Um, great guy. I wish him, Coach, I hope you're well. And uh, I just happen to think when you see a game this close with Notre Dame, they're favored because of the name. Okay? That doesn't mean they're going to win. Yeah, your the quarterback is transferring. You know what I mean? So there's already a little upheaval in the locker room. South Carolina, I haven't heard much about anybody leaving, anybody doing anything else. I lean South Carolina. You leave South Carolina, and yeah. that's uh, Frank Beamer's son is the head coach there and has done. Well, hopefully he wins more big games than his dad. Wow. He's done great things there so far. Oh, I understand, yeah. but his dad always used to let me down. That's true. Oh, That's his true. special teams are great. Good. Block a kick or something. <laughs> I've had enough. Uh, <laughs> and, okay, here's an interesting game. Mike. Kansas State, who had oh, they all my who beat T- who beat TCU. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, and then they're playing Alabama, who everyone's playing. Oh. Young's playing. They're they're all going to play. Uh, if you had a feeling on this game, Alabama's five-and-a-half-point favor, minus 245 in the money line. Kansas State's a, a tricky team, though, because I love they stay in every game, and they're a really well-coached Great team. Great football town, Manhattan, Kansas. What, uh, what side are you on on this one? Mike? I'm with Kansas State because I, two of my, when I was in the service, two of my best years were there. I liked the way that they played this year. Uh, you're right. They did beat TCU. Alabama gives up a lot of points. Okay, they're not the Alabama teams that we've seen over the last decade with Saban, but although they did have the number one class, surprise, surprise, uh, just recently in uh, the recruiting wars. Uh, but I'm going to lean Kansas State in this one. Uh, you know what? If Alabama was all that, it would be seven, you right. know, or eight. I just think the five and a half is, is, uh, is a low number uh, sent to entice the Alabama betters, period. Okay. Uh, all right, let's get to the NFL along with uh, Randy Merkin and Big Ten Mike. Right. Uh, let's get, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Big Ten Mike, baby. All right, we, we uh, touched on it before, Mike, yeah. but let's start with the beloved. Uh, the Bears are uh, nine-and-a-half-point dogs against the Buffalo Bills. Um, what side are you falling on this game? Well, I'm always going to fall with the Bears. They covered for me last week. I'm now 2-1-1 one, one with them this year. Uh, if I had to lean, I would lean Bears. I don't care. Nobody wants to play in the cold. Uh, the Bears have an accomplished running game. Don't forget about you know other running backs that they do have. It's not just about Justin Field. I think the Bears are designed to play uh, cold-weather football, which they used to play uh, when they used to dominate. I mean, even during the McMahon years and the 80s. Uh, that they were a running football team with Walter Payton. So I like the Bears. I would lean the Bears. Mike, you know what? I heard an interesting comment from Jalen Hurts after the game uh-huh. talking about the fact that the Eagles most likely will have home field throughout the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, and teams had to come to their cold weather. And he said uh, Chicago cold is different than what we deal with. And I've heard other players say Did that say too. Did he say that Chicago cold was worse? Yes. yes. Of course it is. Yeah. So, There's I mean, no doubt about it. Okay. So, you, I mean, like, there's been teams, and I heard Brandon Marshall one time say he got in the field before a game, a Monday night game against the Cowboys, and he looked over to their sideline, and they were all huddled up, bundled up, 
already, and he was he went he said to either Cutler or Josh McCown, I think was starting that, and said, "This game's over. We're going to win by the two Bears touchdowns." The Bears used to wear short sleeves. Uh huh. Okay. Uh, back in the day, they wore long sleeve jerseys. Back in the sixties, they wore uh, everybody wore long sleeves because of the weather. They, the Bears modernized, tucking those the jerseys all the way under the the shoulder pads of Minnesota before them. Bud Grant wouldn't even have heat warmers uh, for the you know for his guys. He you know go out there, no gloves, do what you got to do. So I think that those teams were very very tough. I just think nowadays with the fields that they went, look, they're gonna play in. Uh, on a lousy field in lousy conditions, Buffalo. They're used to playing in better conditions, better t- better stadium. T- and they're going to get a new stadium, by the way. Uh, do you get an outdoor stadium if you're Buffalo, by the way, or do you get indoor? I think it, I, I, I mean, got to go outdoor. Yeah, I think that's that's what their fans, you that's what they're be, all about, right? Yeah, that's what you got, How are you going to jump off a table and then go into 75 degrees and have a martini? That's a good point. And you're Buffalo. Good point. I think I think I lean the Bears in this one, guys. Okay, let's move on to a, another cold weather city, but the game's going to be inside. That's the Giants, who uh, came off a very impressive win over Washington. I know there was some controversial wow. calls down the stretch, but wow. they go to Chico. Minnesota after Minnesota had a crazy comfort behind Mike. You know, uh, comfort win against the Colts. What a win! I had I had Indy. Oh, getting four! Wow, but do you I know, had a heart attack. You know, at one point when and they think they were down thirty-three nothing, the Vikings you don't were have 30, to tell me. thirty-five to one. You could have gotten the Vikings at thirty-five to one. Uh, the Vikings this week are minus three and a half against the Giants. Uh, Giants are a strange team. Just when you think you know yeah. them, they go out and have an impressive road win. Do you think they come back this week and beat the Vikings? First of all, I wish the Vikings nothing but the best. Any team that comes back, you know, what's been overshadowed is how astronomical the the thing they did was. Uh, but, I mean, seriously, they to come back from that deficit to have no give up, I mean, with Kirk Cousins is having quietly a, a damn good year, man. He's a damn good quarterback. I think uh, I, I'm a Viking guy here. I'm with the Vikings on this one. Their close call was last week. I think they'll still put up points. But you know what? Here's the thing. You can score on both defenses. So uh, that's been – you know why I think most most people, including Yurko, check the defenses of the five, six teams that Yurko has. I guarantee he has a pretty good. And then check the defenses of the ones he doesn't have in. I guarantee he has a pretty bad. Right. No, that's that's Period. true. Yep. Period. Yep. Look uh, at the Rams this year. Their defense oh, stunk. Yeah. Look at Tampa. Defense is stunk even though their offense is stunk too. Boy, the Rams have been an absolute mess. My uh, God. All right, let's, let's go to your coach of the year, um, uh, Dan Campbell against Carolina. Quint? I Ca- love Quint. Car- Carolina last week <laughs> laid an egg at home. Uh, this week they're home uh, again. Can and I just say yeah, something yeah. to both you and Carmen? Yeah. Lesson learned. Yes, going against Mitch, right? You don't go against Mitch. Uh, Carmen, I'll go, I'm gonna, you know what? Carmen talked me out of the Pittsburgh Steelers, which would have been a big win for me you. Me too. And Carmen... Yeah. No, you. Oh, he yeah. talked you out. Yes, yes, he did. I know. You're me, too. You're yeah. the head guy. Yes. I'll never forget what you said. Boy, Carmen. Then I put two and two together after I listened to the podcast because it was a very good show for the third time. Wait a minute. Carmen took Carolina. So both you guys suffered at the hands of the master. Yes. Yes. That's why I, 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 I like the Steelers in that game because Carolina is another one of those. Why odd did teams. you let that man will poison because your mind? Carmen's got all these stats. He's he loves his stats. So I'm like, he all right. hates Mitch. He That's does hate stat. Mitch. And you, you would if Mitch came to your house, you might not open up the door to give him candy on Halloween. I've I've got no hatred towards Mitch. Oh, Trubisky. you told me a last. Uh, look, Randy. 
I'm your buddy, but I listen to everything you tell me. Everybody, oh, Mike doesn't listen. I remember one day I heard you and Carmen talking about that. Mike doesn't listen. I listen. I remember you said you wouldn't take Mitch for anything. On this show. I just don't think he's very good at his well, position. Well, did you enjoy the show last week? Yes. Yes, it was impressive. Okay. Uh, but let's, let's get to the game this week. The Lions... Come back out of nowhere and beat the Jets yep. in the final minutes of that game. So uh-huh. now they're the favorites on the road. Uh, they're on a roll. Uh, they're minus two and a half. Carolina at home has not been great this year. But, you know, Mike, they're only a game out of winning the division. So what, what, what do you think on this? Lions, I always like the Lions. I think Carolina is a pretender. I, I like the Lions. Okay. And do you, I mean, do you feel like that the Lions are going to win out? Points. Possibly? Well, they have the they, Bears I still. said it last week. I said if they go to 9-10 wins and they get in the wild card and they were 1-6, then, you know, I, are you kidding me? Nobody had them here. I, I, had, I had Campbell fired when they were 1-6. Right. I said, you'll enjoy them till the end of this year. But I was wrong. Uh, and so was apparently everybody else because I think their over-under was five. Yep, yep. So God bless them, man. I'm rooting for Detroit. I I think it would add something new to the playoffs, just like TCU, right? In, in the in the playoffs in college, something different. The Detroit Lions in the playoffs would be fun. And let me ask you this: Do you want to play them in the playoffs? No, 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 no not right now. That draft pick they took, Hutchinson. Yeah, he was good at Michigan. Yeah, I couldn't. He didn't get taken number one. It was two, right? He was, was two. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe, and I don't know who was taking one. I forget. Uh. But I couldn't believe they didn't. the team didn't take him one. But I'm glad he fell to Detroit, his hometown team. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to our guy, Jimmy Miller from Hawthorne. Oh, yeah. And then we'll get back to some more NFL and, of course, our best plays of the week. You've got the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Heading down the home stretch on The Odds Couple, Randy Merkin in for Carmen DeFalco along with Mike North. And it's this time every week on The Odds Couple, we get to welcome in our good friend from Hawthorne, Jim Miller. Happy holidays, buddy. Merry Christmas. Gentlemen, happy holidays to both of you. I, I must say I'm stressed this week. And, I, and I'm not stressed because of horse racing. Horse racing has done us very well. Yeah, I'm stressed because of the NFL. I don't have a great feel for the NFL right now. And there's a lot of pressure on me being the horse racing guy in our media pool with a lot on the line for the NFL, well, my friend. Well, let's bring that all up because we're all in it. And uh, Jimmy, I think, is like a half game out of the lead right now. Yeah. He's he's come on strong. I want him to win because, you know what, uh, he, he's like he said, he's a horse racing guy. But you know what, sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes, see, my the system for me would be to have three teams. I got to pick five. That's been my tough fall. But yeah. Jimmy's been on fire. And, and you know what, Jimmy, you said it last week, not too many – you weren't that far behind to begin with. There were like 10, 12 guys within five games or something, five points. And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's the one thing, it's the thing I learned from last year, because last year I struggled in the same pool. Mm-hmm. But last mm-hmm. year there were certain teams that I was just on and I followed. And, and it was one of those things. And I do the same with horses. There's horses that you follow and you take notes on and you wait for the next sure. time they come out. I had to learn this year, and, and I've really been able to do it, separate myself a little bit. Yep. Just take it for that game. Not not what's happened if there's a team I follow or a game I want to watch and you feel you want to have action. Yep. It's one of those things where you just have to really 
think a little bit differently, think with a little bit different sense of logic and that try to find where the value is. And, and it's paid off this year so far, but guys, with three weeks to go, and like you said, Mike, picking five games a week, my goal every week is go three and two That's each it. and every week. If 60%. I can do that, I think I'll be in pretty good shape. That's right, 60%, Jimmy. By the way, uh, I, don't, I hate to say this, but if, if I – didn't if I hit save in week two, which I forgot to do, I went four <laughs> yeah. and one. I'd be with tied with you right now, Jim. So just just there saying, you go. but I'm you not. You know what? Yeah. That's going to haunt you all year. Yeah, it, it has. Trust me. <laughs> Trust me, it has for sure. Uh, I right, let's get to some horse racing, Jim. Yeah. Uh, first of all, before we get to your picks, how, how tough is it to handicap right now with the weather conditions and the way the tracks are? Well, and I'll tell you, you really have to go searching to find where weather is not going to affect things because especially when it gets this cold out those tracks up north like for us at hawthorne we know how to prepare a racetrack like that you talk about oakland park down in hot springs arkansas they're missing multiple days of training they're trying to figure out how they're going to treat this racetrack so it doesn't freeze up so that's one of the things that really kind of affects and it affects the horses too if you're a horse that's coming from hawthorne Racecourse down to oakland park you transition to the weather a little bit differently from a horse that's been training in Florida all winter long and is transitioning up there with the cold weather. So it really does have an aspect that you really have to take into regards. And, guys, you have to take into regard the human aspect, too. A jock that rides in the northern track can handle this winter weather a little bit better than a guy who's used to riding in 70-degree temps. So it's something that you really have to take into regard when you're handicapping different racetracks around the country. You know, that's interesting because, you know what, you were just talking about the change of weather and stuff like that. You know, they always say with humans, okay, if yep. if, if you go from a hot weather climate to a cold weather climate like we're here, it's going to be tough. Or if you go from, a to me, a cold weather climate like the Bears did against Miami in the 80s, mid-80s, yep. to a hot weather climate or wear them out, does that have the same effect? If there's a horse that races in Chicago and all of a sudden he's moved to Florida to race, does it take a couple of weeks to get him acclimated, or can you just say, hey, this is nice, I'm ready to run? It does. It does take a couple of weeks because, I mean, think, think about this, too, for horses. If you're racing up here, you're starting to grow out your winter coat a little yeah. bit, too. It's a little bit thicker. It's a little bit shaggier than that. You go down to Florida, horses sweat just like humans do. So it really does take that time to adjust. So when you're handicapping these races, especially down south at Tampa, at Fairgrounds, at Gulfstream, you see these Hawthorne horses, you may want to give them a start because they may throw a clunker in that first time out. Second time around is when you can cash money and usually catch them at a pretty good price. All right, Jimmy, what do we got uh, for this weekend for Merry Christmas? Let's get uh, everyone some, uh, some bankroll, right? Well, there are a couple of tracks that are racing on Christmas Eve Saturday, so we can make some money. So we're going to start at Gulfstream Park, race number eight on the turf, bet the 10-horse territory across the board. This is a horse that won the state race last year. And comes back here again. And then Tampa Bay Downs, two races on Saturday. Race six, bet the four, Anador across the board. And then race eight, bet the aptly named the three-horse Mr. Kringle across the board. And we'll make some money for a great NFL weekend. Jimmy, nothing but the best to your family for the holidays. Uh, and Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you next week before the New Year's. Okay, buddy? You got it, boys. Have a great holiday. Good luck. Let's make some money. Jimmy! There goes our guy, Jim yeah. Miller. And, Mike, we've got a minute left here before we get to our best plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to bring up the crazy game, the Raiders uh, and the Patriots last week, how that game ended. Uh, and I wanted to bring it up because I want to ask you, the Raiders are playing the Steelers this oh. week. How do you handicap a team after such an emotional win like the Raiders have? They're uh, the underdogs. They're two-and-a-half-point uh, dogs 
against the Steelers. What do you, what do you think in that game, Mike? I think, uh, first of all, I'm very sad about Franco. I knew Franco. Right. In fact, he was a member how about of the that they're gonna, How about, Mike, they're gonna, they were going to retire his jersey? Yeah, and, and, and Franco was a member. I met I met him numerous times at the National Italian-American Sports Hall of Fame banquets here in Chicago at the Conrad Hilton for many years. He was a great, great person, a great man. Uh, I'm going to take the Raiders. I just think everybody's going to bet with the motion. They can't lose this game, Pittsburgh. I think Pickett being the guy that's starting, and they still in concussion protocol, and they're not starting Michigan for. They they don't want to win. It's 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 what's happened to him is unbelievable. His last two games, he's won for him, and then he sits the next week and they're playing this kid. Uh, I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, and I hate to do it. I'd like to pick the Steelers, but I got the Raiders as 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 really a pick that I like. All right, Mike, let's get to our best plays. Uh, why don't you uh, get us started, okay. my friend? Well, I'll tell you what. That, that I'm going to embellish on, on what I just said. I think that um, when you have an emotional game like this, it's like Brian's song. Uh, Sayers said that they were going to win a game for Brian Piccolo as he was suffering from cancer and he was on his, uh, you know, his last months. So they dedicated the game to him, and I guess they lost, like, I think it was 49 to nothing to the Oilers or something like that. Uh, so you could be too hopped up. I think the Steelers got pressure on them here. I think that they're vulnerable in this game. I think the Raiders are starting to play. Don't forget, they've blown three 17-point leads. I'm going to take the Raiders probably getting three, three and a half by the time this thing's ready to go, but I'll take them at three. Okay, so that that's your first game? You like the Raiders, Mike? Yep. Okay, I like How the about you, big guy? You went nuts last week. Yeah, and you I got, did, and you did well. I did go nuts. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride with Green Bay. I, I have a feeling that maybe they're starting to figure things out a little mm-hmm. bit. They're getting three and a half points in Miami. Uh, Miami's, you know, not playing great right now. They're coming off a tough, tough game against Buffalo. I've got, I've got good feelings about Green Bay and that offense finally clicking. Uh, Romeo Dobbs is back. Uh, defense is playing a little better. I know they played a really bad team in the Rams, which is crazy to say they won the Super Bowl last year, but I'm going to, I'm going to go with Green Bay. All right, Green Bay. Now this podcast should be up by about noon. Randy does a good job and I got it. I got a noon game. You think we'll be up by noon today? Sure. Why not, Mike? Yeah, we'll be up by noon. Yep. Okay. I want to make sure because, uh, I'm going to take Siena in a basketball game, getting a point and a half. Uh, so if you, I I will promote. Uh, that I got a pick for the 12 o'clock game at North to North here for you folks because Siena is a good bet in this game. They're playing American University. Don't ask me where they're at. Don't ask me what their coaches' names are. Don't ask me if it's a co-ed school. I don't even know what day it is. I just saw it on the system, and I played it, and I played Siena plus the one and a half, and I got one more after Randy's. Okay, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints on the road. Against the Cleveland Browns, the Browns beat up on the awful Ravens offense last week. Uh, I think the Saints smell blood. They're only a game out to win that division. Uh, they're getting two and a half points. They can run the ball a little bit, and that's what you're going to have to do in this game. I like New Orleans Saints possibly even to win this game, so I'll go with the Saints. That's a beautiful pick. I like that one too, man. I would lean that way if I was picking too. Okay, last but not least, I like... Uh, Bowling Green in a bowl game uh, tomorrow, uh, ladies and gentlemen, minus, I believe it's tomorrow, minus three and a half against New Mexico State. And I also like the under in that game, 48 and a half. 
boy, you're really bowling. You got Sienna and you got Bowling Green, huh? That's, yeah, that's yeah. the story of my life. Now, you know, just like just walking around in, in the gutter, picking out what uh, nondescript teams. All right, before we say goodbye, I'll go with one more, Mike. I, what I, about Randy? I'm going to go with the Patriots at home Woo! coming off a brutal loss, and they've got probably the best team facing the best team in the AFC right now. The Cincinnati Bagels, the Patriots are getting three points. I'll, I'll take the three points, and so I'll ride with Bill Belichick getting this team ready to go uh, against a very, very good opponent in the Cincinnati Bengals. Mike, uh, happy you holidays. Too, Merry Christmas, buddy. I always love working with you, filling in for Carm. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Are we on this week? I mean, what's going on? We are on? on Friday at 6 and Saturday at 8 a.m. Oh, and awesome. then Carmen will be back next week. Merry Christmas and happy holidays, everybody. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.